Welcome to the Love Life Church podcast, and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. I was um, on a hunting trip with my son, my oldest, and we went a day, day uh, two days earlier, and we didn't have a place to stay, so we had our sleeping bags. I went to a, an area where we were looking to hunt, and we're approximately like about 8,500 feet. We're up in the mountain, and so it, it's nighttime. We throw the sleep, it's clear out. Throw the sleeping bags in the back of the truck, and we're just both laying up there looking up the sky, and this is amazing, but the sky literally was so bright with stars that you wouldn't, you're not looking up at the sky, you're looking at the stars hoping to see some sky. It was the most amazing thing I've seen. It was so bright, it's almost like you had to have sunglasses on. I'm not kidding you. There was, you couldn't see sky. And I'm saying, we're, we're, I'm just looking at it and go, I, I was telling Daniel, I was saying, God did this and just went, Whoa. and it, the stars are still continuing. Remember, there's no end. When he spoke, they continue. So there's so many. And I was just looking at it and I thought, and this is so peaceful. And the peacefulness of the stars wasn't the stars. It was the thought and the feeling of the creator of the stars. It was the thought and the feeling of God and, and how good he was. And that's where my peace was coming from. But it, it started with looking at all those stars. And then all of a sudden, the clouds started coming in. And then the lightning. And then the thunder, thunder. The lightning and the thunder, 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 thunder. You don't know what that is, whatever. Just my freaky head sometimes. And so all of a sudden, clouds coming in. And then all of a sudden I started experiencing no more peace. And so we're laying there and this has been, this is probably like a couple hours. So, you know, it's, he's sleeping and I'm, I'm still in and out and determining when are we going to have to jump in the truck and, you know, because it's going to be pouring. But I just keep my hopes up that we won't get rained on. But I realized I lost my peace. That peace that was so awesome and felt like God was right next to me was no longer there. And I was, I was laying there and the clouds are dark and there's no stars. Every once in a while, I'll see one pop up and I'm thinking, man, what a feeling. And the Lord spoke to my heart. It wasn't like audible, hey, guy. But in here, he said, where's the peace? And I said, well, I mean, look at it out there. It's not peaceful. Actually, I didn't say that. But anyway, I looked out there and I go, where's the peace? Stars are right behind the clouds. Everything's exactly the same. Nothing's changed, except there are clouds and some sounds that are covering 
what I assumed was making me peaceful, but it wasn't at all because what was making me peaceful was my thoughts about God. And I realized at that moment that even when clouds are there and, and the stars are out there, ultimately, my peace is in God, in the star or the storm. It doesn't matter. My peace was with God. And once I realized that, I thought, oh my gosh, Father, I, I just, I got off track. And once I realized that, no matter what was going on, no matter the clouds, nothing, I had a peace. I had as strong as peace when I could see the billions upon billions of stars. And I realized, you know what? We go through life waiting for just perfect moments to experience something that we can experience in the midst of a storm. See, I believe my God shines big. Peace shines big when all things are jacked up. When life is just screwed and things are all ugly and pressure is pressing, I believe that's when God's peace shines as big as not a cloud in the sky. But we lose sight because of what we're looking at and what we're listening to. And y'all know how loud we can speak. And this is what happens in life. We get listening and seeing the things we ought not to. We're reacting to things that aren't even happening, but we're assuming, we're picturing, we're creating. We do this in life a lot. If the boss doesn't say hi to us, we're thinking, oh, I'm going to get laid off. I, I, I'm not going to, I'm going to lose my job. All he did is didn't say hi. He didn't even probably see you. But we go to the ugly. And this is so fresh because I've talked to so many guys in the past few weeks about the loss of peace. And the reason why is what they're listening to, what they're watching and what they're creating in what they're listening to and what they're watching. And, I, and I'm telling each one, I had to sit there and go, remember when I talked about my life when I was so enthralled into the news and all the information that I started doing things against Scripture than with Scripture? The Bible says to pray for those who are in authority. Pray for our president. And back then, I didn't like the president. So I wouldn't pray. I'd rather hear negative than positive. And so even if it's truth, I didn't do what the word of God told me to do. And ultimately it came to me and I come to realize because my heart ultimately is, is I want to serve you, Jesus. I want to do what's right. But there are many times as we're going through this journey where we blow it, we screw up, we get mad. I don't want to turn the other cheek. I want to fight. You know what I'm saying? And so God is sitting there wanting us to go through this journey, but a lot of times we're so guilty and condemned because we aren't doing what we know we should do. And so we, you know, check mark the failure, check mark the, the problem kid, check, we start check marking all the negatives and we start living out those. When it wasn't God, it was us doing it. He gives us the answer and there are many, many times when we won't go to it. 
We want to fulfill our desire, what we want to do. I'm going to tell you right now, that journey will always hurt you. See, the scripture makes it very clear. There's a way that seems right. Everybody say seems right. Say seems right. See, this is what the deception is. We get to this place where we consciously or process thoughts that are not scripturally right to do, are not scripturally right actions. They don't line up to the love walk, but because we're processing these thoughts continuously, we start seeming right, but they are against God. And scripture makes it very clear that following through will bring destruction. And I've seen it over and over and over and over again. But people, when they get caught up in this, they are either going to be shaken straight or they're going to continue down that path that will bring destruction. And each guy I was talking to him saying, listen, you got you to make sure you quit allowing that to be the prophetic word for your life. And start looking at today. Today, what can you do? Today, how can you benefit? Today, what, who can you pray for? Today, who can you believe for? Today, who can you expect to impact and touch their lives? And start doing that. And when you start doing that, you get back to life. You're not concerned about tomorrow. You're not concerned about what if and how comes and, and none of that stuff. You're not concerned about, oh my gosh, we got a civil war coming. <laughs> Don't get focused on the enemy, still kill and destroy. Get focused in on Jesus, abundant life. And by doing that, your life will calm. The peace of God that passes all understanding. Parents, especially parents, never forget, never forget your actions and your ways are your teachings, not your words. I'll say it again. Your actions and your ways are your teachings, not your words. Anybody ever grow up to a parent that smoke or drink and they said, don't you smoke, don't you drink while they're smoking and drinking? And what did most everybody do? And drink. Why? Because that, there's no life in that. There's no, there's no truth in that. Parents, please, recognize your responsibility to train up a child, train up your children in the way they should go. And I want to make it very clear right now. You are. Good or bad, you are. Truth. If you recognize a lot of wrong in it, fix it. You're not perfect. And I don't know a greater teaching than to show kids 
Sometimes we parents can screw up. Sometimes we parents can make wrong decisions, make wrong actions. Own up to it, mighty man and woman of God, and watch the impact it will make. And so when we live our lives, if we don't bring self-correction, anybody that understands any type of carpentry or building or anything, you can recognize that an eighth of an inch ain't no big deal when it's three feet. But take an eighth of an inch to 30 feet and find out where you're going to be. That wall ain't going to be straight. It's going to be like that. It was only off an eighth of an inch. Yeah, right here. Down there, you know, you got, you, you, you know, you're living in a circus house, you know. You guys get that? But see, that's a, that's a statement of life. Make sure you correct the eighth of an inch. I tell people all the time, let's fix bandage, bandage. It is bandage, right? Guys just got bandage, bandage, right? That even sounds weird, bandage now. Doesn't it? You start like going, is that even really a word? The sticky thing that you put on your cuts. Bandage. I don't care. It's still weird. Band-Aid. No, let's just don't even talk about it anymore. It's like, why would they even call it that? But I'd rather deal with the little cuts than open heart surgery. And a lot of you seem to think, let's wait till we have to run into open heart surgery before we say anything. No. Get with the cut. Let's fix the little thing. Let's fix the little issues. Because ultimately, if you don't, it'll end up a big issue. And the big issues are when we all go, I don't know what to do about it. I can't help you. And this is, you're too crazy. Right? Well, that's your personal responsibility in your marriages, in your jobs, in your relationships. Quit putting it off on someone else. See what I'm saying? It's like the offended Christians. Everything you read in Scripture about an offended, bitter Christian, in Scripture it says their lives are going to be destroyed. Everything about it is destruction. But like I said before, it's almost like Christians walk around with a I'm offended, I'm bitter badge, and every other Christian walks along and go, that's so bad. Talk bad about that person some more. I feel you. Like, what is, that is a bunch of hell. That's all that is. That's not life. That's nothing but anti-God. And if you look at the sins he hates, three of them are with the mouth. It's crazy. Christians rise up and recognize responsibility to live truth, not emotionalism, not religious. Live the truth because it's the truth that sets you free. Peace is a key to our success in life. Not fantasy, if I could only win the lottery, which I pray that you do. But if I could only win the lottery, this, if I could only get this, if I could only have this. No, live life today and live big. Don't expect that to fix this. You fix this. 
Remember, everything fixed is through perception. Even a bad person can be fixed through perception. I, listen, the only reason why I can say that with a straight face is because this journey I've lived, I've been at the point where there's no way that person's going to hell. And I'll help them get there. I've been that Christian to where I've been to the Christian where it was halfway. I hope they don't, but if they do, whatever. Now I'm at the place where most of the time I'll be going, there is hope. There's hope. I know what God's done for me. I know what God's done for, I look at some of you and I go, my God, there's hope. There's great hope. But isn't that a good testimony that you're the one that really flips the life of someone else and they look at you? You know, like I, I've said this many times where, you know, sometimes we get around the men's ministry and we start listening to, you know, hey, talk about what, where you came from. And some of these guys, you're like going, get the FBI. We got called CIA, police, everybody right now. This guy's dangerous. But it's their past. It's their history. It's what they were and who they are now is not the same thing. So what we ought to be doing is going, thank you, Jesus, about how awesome you are. Thank you, Jesus. The testimony is awesome. Now, some of you, you know, you've quote been Christian all your life. And you know what? You're the hardest ones when it comes to living this life. You're the ones that stay mad the most, stay judgmental the most stay hurt the most. And you'd think a person that's been a Christian their whole lives wouldn't be that way. But you know, you are. And I know this. You're the hardest to get moved in the spirit of God. You get the, you're the hardest one when it comes to receiving the Holy Spirit. The religious ones. Not the gangster that just got saved yesterday and comes in. They get everything. They receive everything. But the religious ones always most of the time, carry so much because you didn't learn truth. You just learned a bunch of religion from a bunch of religious people and probably mostly a bunch of religious churches. And you have such a difficulty in your walk. You have such a difficulty being free. Why would that be since you're so long a Christian? Because you don't have truth. Religion. And nowhere in scripture does religion sets free. As a matter of fact, religion, Jesus says, and I'm not saying you are, but I'm saying religion, Jesus said, you're children of the devil. Who were those people? The most religious people. The, the greatest people of understanding of God's word. In other words, what everybody believed on planet earth. And they were the worst. That's pretty rough, isn't it? Now, I don't say that to, if you've been a Christian, you're, quote, your whole life. You know, you ask them and they can't give you a date. Those are the ones you're like going, oh gosh, please, you had to get saved once. You weren't saved your whole life. But these statements and these actions show that that conversion process has been dumbed down. It's not that it didn't happen. It's just that it's, the religion is robbing you of freedom. I want you free. I want you totally free. I want you to experience 
the freedom that this word has, the freedom of truth that this has to where you can sit there and say, man, I've been there, done that, and that's not where I want to be, but where I want to be is where I am right now. That's what I want. Not where our exciting times were last year. Our exciting time is today. Today is our exciting time. Man, the past has all kinds of car wrecks and issues and problems and death and destruction. But not today. Today is a new day. Amen? So let's remember that. Let's remind ourselves of that. Listen, peace is not going to come from stuff. It's not going to come from people. It's not going to come from anything new. It's not the peace you want. You want the peace that passes all understanding. You want the peace that in the midst of a storm, you're like going, I got this. I got this. That's what I want. I've been through a lot of storms. And with that peace, that's when people look at you and going, how in the world did you do that? How could you do that? That's a testimony, isn't it? Man, I've heard some stories from some of you about that type of peace, and I love it. I love to hear when, when, when we believers overcome. We ought, to be, be, we ought to be proclaiming those testimonies because there's a whole lot of world that can't see this stuff. But if they hear it from you, my goodness, we're going to make an impact. Amen? We are going to make an impact. Jesus says this in John 14, verse 27. He says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. I don't give peace the way the world does. It's not a true peace. The world's peace is based on resources. God's peace is based on relationship. Relationship with him. I try to bring this across in a way that makes people get hold of it as quick as possible. But a lot of times it's very difficult because we, we have these preconceived ideas of church, preconceived ideas of, of religion and so on and so forth. So when we start hearing this stuff, it, it's got to go through a lot of crapito. How's that? A lot of stuff. Got to go through a lot of garbage. And it's, sometimes it, it sounds so simple, so easy. How could it be true? And I get that, but it is the truth. And the quicker you get the truth in, the quicker you become free. Remember, Jesus said, I have come to set us free. The truth brings freedom, but not truth on its own. You hear that? See, many of you know truth, but have no freedom. How come? Application. The truth must be applied for you to receive freedom. How, wh how can I explain it? Okay, it's a Christian going, yeah, I did my life is this and this and this. And, and, and the, truth is, the truth is spoken. Yeah, I know that. You, you can say, I know that's good. I know it says that. But, is, is but in that verse? No. But what happened? What, 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 what caused a person not to be free? They don't want to apply it. And as long as you don't want to apply a truth, you'll never be set free. Never. It's impossible. So you'll stay bound. You'll stay bitter. You'll stay offended. Which, again, by the scripture, your life is being destroyed. By what the, Jesus said, not me. I'm not making this up. 
what God's word says. It's eating you alive, but medical science shows that it's physically destroying you. I know people that for years are dealing with issues physically. They go to the doctor and can't get help, but they are bitter, offended people because of their lives, because of their past, because they were hurt, because they were molested, whatever the case may be. But those hurts caused on them innocence are causing death in their life. Now you think that's not fair. It doesn't matter if fair. Your body believes you. And as long as you keep those thoughts in your head, as long as you keep bitterness and offense and you keep hold of that, you are gonna destroy your physical body and you are innocent. You gonna fight it? Or are you gonna be free? Be free. Be free. Let the love of Jesus become alive in you. Let it become alive, not let it become a truth. Let it come alive. Be free. You, you deserve it. You deserve the freedom. You deserve to wake up and go, good to be alive. You deserve that. See, I believe the cross is so valuable, so precious that the honor it demands is from our belief in it, action. That's how I honor Jesus. I don't honor Jesus by saying, well, you know, he went to the cross and took my sins and curse and, and, and he took healing, but they don't receive it. I honor him by receiving what he said he did for me. I honor that. When he says, by his stripes, I am healed. First Peter 2.24, by his stripes, we were healed. So what do I do? I received that covenant because I honor Jesus and what he did for me. I want you to honor him, okay? Honor him by being free. Honor him by walking in the freedom. Honor him by being strong. Honor him by being the, the greatest woman of God on planet Earth. Honor him by being the greatest man of God on planet Earth. Honor him by being a person of integrity, character. Honor him by being the best mom, the best dad. Honor him by not being, you know, a busy buddy and gossiper and evil. Don't, that ain't honoring him. Honor him by being truth. Honor him by healing, helping those that are in a destructive pattern in life. That's how we honor Jesus. Not succumbing to evil, gossiping, backbiting, division. Honor him by shutting down Facebook sometimes. What are you watching? What are you listening to? You won't get peace by having more friends on Facebook or Instagram. That won't bring peace. If I could only have a thousand more followers. Yeah, that'll change your life. Well, I mean, you, no, I'm serious. Do you understand this? There are literally people out there that, that, that will lose their life over stuff like this. Sad. It should not be amongst us, amen? If someone no longer follows you, ever, who cares? I mean, honestly, who cares? I was 
I got some good for a, a, a few, not a lot, a few, a couple. All right, one. No, I'm just kidding. I got a couple. I got a couple good, good friends, loyal. And we'll text. Connection, text. And then there'll be the time when we'll call. Usually when the text goes like past three, I'm like going, forget it, call. I'm not sitting here doing the text all day. So, I, I mean, just, it's like this ridiculous. I mean, if, you're, if your text is going like five lines and you're not done, call the person. It's crazy. So I just call, just talk. But you know what? Nothing's better or nothing's greater and when I get together with them and lunch, face them. there's nothing greater. See the face, see the, uh, the, the when they're communicating, the reflection, the, the connection. There's nothing better than a face-to-face. And we lose sight of that. Now, thank God we can do the text and, you know, we don't have to be, oh, gosh, I got to hang out with you again. That's okay. Or the phone call. All right, I got to go now. I mean, that's, those are Okay. But it's just good to get face-to-face because a text didn't reveal nothing. Phone calls, you can still go, you know, life really sucks that I can't stand it. Yeah, but if they smiled and said that, you'd go, whatever. But what I'm saying is, is relationships need that closeness, amen? Let's don't lose sight of that. But Jesus said, the peace I live with you, the peace I give you. When's he saying that? Hey, guys, I'm going to be leaving. I'm a disciple. I'm going, no. I mean, I'm just being honest. I mean, I'm honest. I'm always honest on this. But if I'm a disciple and Jesus says, hey, guys, I'm going to be leaving. Where I'm going, you cannot come. But I'm going to leave you my peace. I'd be going, I like the peace with you here. I, I mean, you gone, yeah, you might be leaving peace, but how much of that peace is going with you? I mean, think about it. Wouldn't you be that way? I mean, like going, you've been walking with Jesus, hanging with Jesus this whole three, three and a half years, and now he goes, <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving. No, I ain't believe. I ain't going with it. I know that they scattered. I know that they ran. I know those things happened, but man, to be honest with you, I'm feeling from my standpoint, I know it probably wouldn't be this way. Well, let's pretend. I'd be going, no, I'm going right with you wherever you're going. Okay, move around that cross. I'm getting on there with you. No, I probably wouldn't do that, but still I'd want to, I'm sure I'd probably do what Peter did or something. Don't let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. Isn't that awesome? He didn't say, my peace I leave with you because you're no longer to have, have problems. My peace I leave with you because that peace means that you'll never have an issue in your life again. No. As a matter of fact, he knew things were going to get worse. Way worse. There was no problem with him, none whatsoever. They were with God. Think about this. I'm leaving. You're going to be by yourselves. My peace I give you. Now, what does he know? He knows all hell's going to break loose. He knows now their lives are going to be in danger. 
He knows that pressures are going to be beyond what they could ever, ever even understand. But he says, my peace I give you. I'm sending a comforter. Comforter's going to help you. He's going to guide you. He's going to remind you of the things I said. That's what Jesus was telling them. I mean, I understand them getting that truth, but he also stated that you need to remember what I'm saying. And this is what we need to do as believers. We need to remind ourselves what Jesus said. Remind ourselves of what the word says. Jesus said in verse, 14, in verse 28 of chapter 14, you have heard me say to you, I'm going away and coming back. You heard me tell you this. Now look at this. I was amazed at this when I saw it. I have never seen that until today. Even in my study, I wasn't even paying attention. And this popped out to me. If you loved me, talking to his disciples. I about freaked out when I saw that. I couldn't believe it. If you loved me, you would rejoice because I said, I went, I've never read that. Someone messed with my Bible. You know, that's not, listen, you're talking to a guy that's read it thousands of times. Not, I'm not talking about the whole Bible. I'm talking about these scriptures, these New Testament. I mean, I've gone over this stuff over and over and over and over and over and over. And all of a sudden, boom, this comes out at me like, where'd that come from? If you love me, Jesus, you just told them that they don't love you. I freaked out. I went, all right, I got I to gotta work it. I got to work into this. What, if you loved me, you would have rejoiced. What happened? They heard that and they went, what? No way. It happened and I'm not going to do it. No, no. Do you hear what I'm saying? But what did he relate to? No, no. Say it's not so. Don't leave us. No, 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 no. Process, process, process. This word is for us right now. It's like I said, we got words of God. We have the words of the Bible, but we don't have freedom. We don't have peace. What did we just see? Jesus said this, if you heard me say that I'm leaving, you would have partied. You would have went, yeah, right on. Why? Because they understood the words that he's already spoken. Wait a minute. So how does this tie in? ties into God's word in this same chapter. These are those that love me. They hear the word and do the word. If you had loved me, heard the word and do the word, you would have rejoiced because Jesus was telling them I got to go to the cross. I got to go. I'm going to be sacrificed. And they heard it and would not apply it. So guess what? They would not rejoice. And he said, if you love me, hear the word and do it, you would have rejoiced because I said, past tense, I am going to the Father, for my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it comes 
that when it does come to pass, you may believe. How? Because they receive the instruction and believe the instruction. It's not it happening that caused the belief. It's the receiving instruction and believing the instruction. Isn't that awesome? And I looked at it and I thought, oh, that is so amazing. Straight out, Jesus says, you guys don't love me. See, we want to make Jesus this little sissified, little, oh, everybody, everybody, just do whatever you want. I love you. I love you. It's not, that's not Jesus at all. Jesus is the one that point blank goes, well, you don't love me. Get behind me, Satan. Just straight, boom, boom, boom. But he always operates out of love. So those truths were what? Still statements of love. Well, how can it be a statement of love if you're calling me, I'm a tool of the devil? Think about it, exactly. That's the answer. You can change. And that's how Jesus operates. Did you know anytime he points something out in the word that you go, guilt, 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 it was never for the purpose of saying you're guilty. It was for the purpose of you saying, I'm guilty, I will change. First John 1 John 1.9 says this. If you confess your sins, confess is the word homo legeo. If you say the same thing, he will forgive you. You'll be washed clean completely. What do you mean? I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm a sinful, I'm, I'm unforgiven? No, that's not what the case is. The case is, is your mind needs to be free. That's all that scripture was for. It has zero to do with salvation. Though there are some, you know, wacko churches out there that believe that kind of stuff, but it's not. It has completely everything to do with your ability to be washed free from your misdeed, your sin. I need that. I need to go, oh, I blew it. I need my children to go, whoop, we blew it, dad. I need my wife to go, I blew it. That was supposed to be laughter and ha-ha. Uh-huh. You guys are really deep in the spirit right now. I didn't even hear that. Pastor Lyle's off and Pastor straightened her out. I have to do a lot of straightening out in my home. That's what I'm called to do. If anyone loves me, he keeps my word. That's in verse 23. Verse 24, he who does not love me does not keep my words. See, why is he saying that? Because I'm going to tell you right now, that truth is probably the, one of the main truths that the body of Christ, the church, won't even agree with. We want this to be emotional. We want this to be law, legal. And all he's saying is, hear my words and follow them. That's a pure picture of love. Hear my words and follow them. That's it. That's a perfect picture of love. Love based upon what? Love based upon your life. Love cares. Love heals. Love protects. Love watches over. Start reading everything that love is connected to. You want it all. But what is necessary? Believe in action.
believe in action. You want that love operating? Believe and act. How many understand that the word act is not perfection? How many parents I have in here? Parents. Hey, remember your kids started to walk? How perfect was that? It was, it was a mess, wasn't it? It was probably the most cutest mess on planet Earth. Now, I, I'll never forget it. I still have it in my mind. Every picture of Daniel, my, of my firstborn. You know, it was exciting with Matthew, but I'm talking about, you know, the firstborn walking is like, you got, parents, am I talking truth? Or you guys got it? Some of you like it so much, you like do it over and over and over and over and over. How many kids you got? Seven. I love the walking. All right. And I remember him doing that. And it was, naturally, it's the ugliest thing on planet Earth as far as walking. There's no coolness to it at all. As a matter of fact, you're expecting, bam, crash and burn. But he made it to me. And it was like, oh, you know, the angels are singing. And it, it was something very special, but it wasn't perfect. There's nothing like, let's film this and, and, and put it on, you know, put it on YouTube as in how to truly run and win. The basics of becoming an Olympic sprinter. No. But it was an action that was beautiful. And it was a start. That is a natural principle to the spiritual truth of the word of God. When you believe his word and act on it, doesn't mean you believe it and you're perfect. It means you're acting on it in the position and place you are now. And there are some things that you hear, that I hear, that you act on and I act on, we ain't it the same thing. You be acting this. And I be acting this. Same word. What's the difference? I'm at a different place. What does God see? Perfection. Perfection. Why? Because you heard the word and you did it. You all got that? I'm going to end with this scripture because I believe it ties into this. One of the greatest things that rob peace, I believe, is temptations. Over anything else, I believe temptations are one of the main issues and problems of peace robbing. Now think about that. Think about your life and going through life in general. There are certain things that take place, but when it comes to you personally, I believe that succumbing or falling to temptations robs people of lasting peace. And I, I, I say that just in my own personal experience and conviction, but being a pastor, I've seen it in so many people's lives that, you know, their lives have been rocking and rolling and all of a sudden they, you, they lose that peace. And then ultimately, being who I am, I, I'm able to finally come to the, to the understanding of what's going on. It's because of sin, temptation. Something's happened that they've fallen and they've lost their peace. Because I believe that peace is heavily connected to how you see yourself. See, most of the time we see ourselves unworthy of peace. I deserve the turmoil. 
I deserve the pain. I deserve the pressure because I'm bad. And that's what people do. By the way, that's, again, scripture, but I'm just sharing with you. So what happens? We prolong the things we ought not to be in instead of becoming free. Y'all are going to screw up. Every one of you. You do it. You did it on the way here, probably. You're, you're going to. Nowhere. If you've heard someone say, you got to continue till you're perfect, they, they don't know what they're talking about. There's no such thing as perfection other than God. That's perfection. His love, perfection, his words, perfect. It's God. But we are not perfect, and we can't be perfect, and you're not not going to sin. And if you think that, you're far from perfect. Even in believing that, you've already screwed up. That is so unscriptural. Completely. I can be as perfect and as holy as Jesus. That's what you're saying. You can't. You can't die for me on the cross. You can't. Only he could. So there's these, this life that's going to be messed with. But the quicker you fix this to get to here, the quicker you'll live in peace. In this scripture, it's very important to see, it says 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. No temptation has come upon you except what is common to man. Now, temptation or not having peace is tied to bondage. There are times in my life when I can be out of peace, but I'm man enough to handle it. So the chain comes around my neck, but I can deal with it. I'm a big boy. Got my big boy pants on. The problem is, is if you felt this chain, you would understand that for a period of time, you probably can. But after a while, this thing is going to be painful. But see, I can do it because I'm tough. Maybe for a short time you can. I'm sure you can. But as long as this chain stays on you, it won't be comfortable. And another thing you need to understand that as long as you keep this chain on, another chain will follow. Because that's how the nature of the flesh is. We wanna know how do we get so far in our thought process? How do we get so wrong? How, because you didn't take the first chain off. Sin always multiplies. It never stays one sin. You got offended, okay. But see, it won't stay there. Why? Because that chain has to have help. So you got to do what? You got to start speaking your offense to someone else, which, by the way, is pure sin. So now you're involving other people in your sin. Not only that, but you're selling them to walk in your sin. 
second chain. Not the same as the first. Now you got two big old heavy chains on you. See, it doesn't stop there. Why? Because you aren't created to live in chains. You've been redeemed through the blood of Jesus. Redemption means to set you free from chains. You were a slave before, but you're no longer a slave. You're free. And until you recognize the problem of the chain, it's going to continue to bend you over. Oh, we like to think everything's good. We like to think we're good Christians, but now you've got some chains hanging around you. And we need good Christians to wake up and go, you know, you got chains around your neck? Instead of going, hey, can I get some of them? They look cool. They're so cool. Now, they're chains. I'm not created to live a life like this. I'm created to be free. He who is the son sets free should be free indeed. But guess what? I'm not right now. Why? Because I'm not allowing truth and applying the truth to set me free. And so what happens? I keep the chain on. The next stage is what? Scripture makes it very clear. Sin continues to bring forth death. It never stops. It's like cancer. All of a sudden, the third chain. Uh, doesn't feel good. It's becoming to where now I'm overwhelmed. I can't get out of this problem. No temptation is overtaking you except such as common to man, but God is faithful. Everybody say God is faithful. He is faithful who will not allow you. In other words, he's not going to leave it alone. He's not going to let it go. This is the God we serve. I need you to know the Father. I, I don't want you to perceive or opinionize him. I want you to know his truth. The Father is, is he sees you with the chain. He recognizes, well, you're doing, you know, you're, you're, you're making it, but it's not the way I want it to be. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able to. A third grader will not be allowed an eighth grade test. An eighth grader will not be allowed a high school test. A high school student will not be allowed a college test. That is God's way. What does the church do? What does the church say? You all are on the same plane. You all should know the same thing. You all should act the same way. You all should take the same test. You all should be at the same position as everyone else, which is a big, fat, religious lie. You all are different places in your Christian walk. I don't care if you've been a Christian for 40 years. You might be at a whole different level of being an eighth grader Christian just because of where you're at. But the point is, it's about where you're at, not 30 years ago, not last week, not a year ago. Where are you at right now? You might have not been going to school all year. Christian walk and your life is pretty messed up. You're not judged that when you went to school two years ago, you're being judged at where you're at right now. And God is saying, I want you 
free, not about yesterday, not about tomorrow. I want you free. But the freedom, my freedom, the freedom is not the way we see God get the chains off me. Jesus, I need you to be Holy Spirit. Come here. He said this. I'm not going to allow you to be tempted. This is heavy. I'm telling you right now, it's heavy. And I'm not able to bear it any longer. He will also make a way of an escape. Why? Because he loves you so much and he doesn't want you to fail that you may be able to what? Run away, find the door open so we can get out? No, bear it. How am I going to bear this? Is he going to cheat? Is he going to give me the answers? No. The Holy Spirit my comforter, that Jesus said, I will not leave you alone. The Holy Spirit, with my belief in God's word and my belief that his truth is in my life and I apply that truth, I'm saying, God, this is too much for me. And the Holy Spirit just grabbed those chains and lift them up off my neck, but don't take them off. Right there. All right, you can drop it a little bit. Just take a little bit, of, there you go. Oh yeah, this is where the Holy Spirit and God's word works. Why? Because if the chains are taken away, I'm never going to learn a thing. But with the chains, now I'm able to overcome the temptation. Why? Because I'm going, I didn't like the feel of the chains. I don't like these chains. I'm going to quit making that choice that produced these chains. As a matter of fact, two of the chains I shouldn't even have. But I didn't take care of the first chain. Oh my gosh. Take two away, leave one. And all of a sudden I repented. I shouldn't have had those. Oh man, that's light. I can handle this. But see, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go, no. See, my God, my father said, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you win. And just like my children, bailing them out will never help them. But walking alongside them, directing them through the pressure will finally bring freedom. That's what we need as the Father of Jesus. Everybody, you can bow your heads right now. In the name of Jesus, I speak forth to every person in here. And I know some of you, I've been talking straight to your lives Others, you recognize the chains around your neck and you're wanting to be free. There are literally thousands of people out there that are going to listen to this message that understand completely what I've been showing them. And they want to be free. The Father in heaven that sent his son Jesus to die for you loves you so much that he asked you to cast your care, cast that chain, get rid of this issue to him, and he will take care of you. Even in the midst of temptation, and temptation can be anything that is pulling you away from truth. Anything that is pulling you away from truth, we can be free from. We just need to take it off and be free. I like you in here this morning and you out there. You're sitting down. I want everybody in here and I want everybody out there to stand up right now. You're going to get free.
You know where you're at. You know what's happening. Why not let the word of God that does dwell in you become richly dwelling in you? In other words, you're experiencing that truth. Every person standing, lift your hand in the air and receive this. I know this is from God and I know this is exactly what he asked me to do. Receive the freedom that is about to take place. In the name of Jesus, I am speaking forth these words to every person that has their hands up right now. And I say to you, according to the word of life that has been living in me during this study, that you become completely and totally free from what is holding you back. Your DNA is to be chain free. And by your action of faith this morning, by your action of faith right now, by you standing, that is your will connected to the will of God and his desire and passion for you to be totally and completely free. So in the name of Jesus, as I speak these words, I say, be free, be free, be free. In the name of Jesus, be free. Be free. Now say this with me. I am a child of God. I believe his word. I love Jesus. I receive the word of God and I act upon it now. And through my words, I speak the truth. I receive your freedom, my deliverance, and being set free now in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 If you're out there this morning, if you're in this morning, if you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you've heard a word of life. You've heard truth that says there is a God that loves you and cares for you. His words answer what your questions have asked. Is there a true loving God that does care about me? I'm saying, yes, there is. And here's your opportunity to receive him. He will never make or force his way upon you. But all you do is ask and he will come and take care of your eternity with him. Call on the name of Jesus and you will be eternally saved. So I ask you right now, call on Jesus' name and say this. Say, Jesus, I believe and I ask you to come into my life and bring freedom to my life right now in Jesus' name. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.